For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Welcome, everyone. Believe in Bengal podcast is by 828 Logistics. Cincinnati Bengals are now 6-4, 10 games into the regular season, taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers 37-30. to Adam, let's start with... The fact that they did get off to a fast start, something that you and I said they needed to do. I want to ask you, why do you think the Bengals were able to get off to a fast start, scoring on three of their first four possessions in the game? I don't care how they did it or why they did it or what they did it, but they they didn't they didn't listen to us, Ali. They didn't run the ball like we said, but we won the game. Um, yeah. That Joe Joe and Lou Lou Anamama is probably. By far, now I'm I'm convinced now, top two, top three, um, defensive coordinators in the NFL. Um, but what Joe did yesterday is, as far as getting the ball out, mm-hmm. um, the way he delivered the ball, that's the Joe that we know. Man, you have yeah. been sitting here saying the Bengals will go on the run. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of time, and everybody was panicking. Everybody, but except me and you, Sally, because you yeah. know why. We're in the same predicament <laughs> that we was last year. That's the right. Same That's team right. That's with right. the same coaches, and we believe. Yeah, yeah. It might didn't go 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 as a plan the first couple of weeks, but I truly think that we're back on the horn. Um, we got to get the running game going first and foremost, like I said. But like anytime you can go on the road and win <laughs> yeah. these games, this divisional games is big. Like we oh, got yeah. four games that's divisional games in the last little roll of this season. So I really think that when you win the division games, you set a standard for not only the team, but for the division. Like these games are hard. It's hard to beat Pittsburgh. It's hard to beat Baltimore. Shit, it's hard to beat Cleveland. Like our division, regardless of what anybody else say, is still to me the best football division when it comes to the NFL. Look, they were just getting T.J. Watt back, right? Uh, uh, You know, uh, Fitzpatrick, he was back. Minka was back. Um, This is the team that sacked our quarterback seven times week one. Week one. This is the team that intercepted our quarterback four times in that week one game. So no one – with the Cincinnati Bengals, we're going to overlook the Pittsburgh Steelers. We just can't do that. We're not uh, – that's not the mindset, right? Right. And so that's why going into this game, look, I knew we had to bring it. But we were going to have to bring it uh, without a Jamar Chase. And, and that's where I think the Bengals are starting to become – I think everyone's getting better. Jamar Chase is that good – where the Bengals could always rely on him, 
make a big play. We, yeah, we knew T. Higgins gonna make his play. Tyler Boyd gonna make his plays, but Chase and those other two, three receivers were the guys that kind of carried the offense and gave everyone confidence. Now without Chase, guess what? We get to find out just how good T. Higgins really is, and he's a number one. We get to find out just how good everyone is, and I believe. What I saw in terms of the team getting off to that fast start, even though we were still trailing at halftime, right, after the first interception, I think Joe Burrow is getting better. He's getting better at finding the other guys to go to, right, not having to just rely. He even said to himself, when all things go wrong, I know Jamar is down there somewhere. (laughs) Well, he can't rely on that anymore, and I think we're seeing him really dialed in working the offense, working the progression. And now everyone is flourishing within the offensive system. And I totally agree with you on that part. Even Pierre, the the, the backup running back. Samadre Piron. Piron. Like what you just said is so true. Um, He is finding a way to get everybody involved in the game. Regardless if you the number one, the number two, if I can get you involved in the game and you have a mismatch, I'm coming to you. Yeah, man. So I, I think that's a big thing. Um, what the Bengals are doing. It's not about one guy, it's not about this guy, it's about us as a team. Duke Tobin have did a good job of collectively getting these guys together. And yo, it's enough balls for everybody. If you're not open, don't get mad. Just get ready for the next ball. You know what time it is, Adam? This is that time of the show where we recognize our performer of the week delivered by the people at Eli sports bar and grill. And listen, for me, I think this is very clear. Our performer of the week, week 11 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Will Jackson running back. (laughs) (laughs) We got to go with running back. Samaje P Ryan. Yes. Three receiving touchdowns. He scored our first touchdown of the game. He scored our last touchdown for the Cincinnati Bengals. And you do you know what? I'm going to tell you how good this guy is. He can run it. He can catch it. He can pass protect and blitz protection. And now, because of the game Joe Burrow had in week nine and the game he had week 11, how about this? Eight touchdowns between our two running backs in the last two games. How good is that? I don't get no better than that. P. Ryan is, I don't think he get enough credit. That's right. Like he should, man. He He's an unbelievable back. He's quick. He's strong. Um, he can do it all. He can catch it out the backfield. He can turn the jets up. He's decent in between the tackles. Um, this kid is the real deal. And, you know, sometimes we never really get to give the other guys their flower because they have to mm-hmm. wait a little bit, but Let's give P his flowers. P, you're 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 the pivot point. I'll say uh, one of the pivot points of this offense when it comes to the backfield and the running back game. Bro, you had an unbelievable game. I just want to see the Bengals run the ball more. We still only ran the, ran the ball fifteen times. I think still not enough run. If you ask me. Hey, look, we had sixty-five yards rushing, three fifty-five passing. Went over 400 yards on the day. Um, I think we came out, we were effective at getting the ball to the running backs, whether it was running it or throwing it. 
And look, it was enough to slow down their pass rush. Only two sacks on the day. Look, when they had seven sacks against us week one and only had two in this game, that's an improvement. I think this offensive line is much improved. Did you see how many guys that were out in front of P. Ryan on his first touchdown on the screen play going around the corner? Yeah, the dude had a con- he had a convoy of offensive linemen. I'm going to tell you, they could have easily been a performer of the game. Um, but, man, this offensive line has improved. Samaje P. Ryan, I think people should know, went to the University of Oklahoma with Joe Mixon. I don't know how they have both these guys playing in the same backfield in college, and now we got them on the same team in the pros. So both these guys, man, they have really made our franchise um, a bona fide one with credibility and respect. We love what we have in this backfield. And I was telling people at the beginning of the season, because I was getting too many people coming up to me, acting like something was wrong with our running backs, and that's why we didn't have a running game. You and I said it right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast. It's not the running backs. Joe Mixon is fine. Samaj P. Ryan is fine. It ain't got nothing to do with that. And I think this is proof positive. The last two weeks, last two games, our running backs have been as good as any running backs in the NFL. I don't care if it's Kareem Hunt. I don't care if it's, care if it's Nick Chubb. I don't Great. care if it's uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. I'll, you, I'll take these two Whoever over, over any two anywhere else. Yeah, and, and the reason why we're saying this is because we have a complete backfield. We got a guy That's that right. can run downhill. We got another guy that can run downhill. We got a guy that can catch it out the backfield. We got another guy that can catch it out the backfield. That's if right. this guy get hurt, this guy can step in. But I think Duke Tobin, Say this again. You need to pat yourself on the back, man, because normally they don't do this. They don't go and get the star running back and the star backup running back and say, hey, man, y'all did this good at college. We want to bring y'all to the NFL and see how this mesh right here. And um, shout out to Duke. Duke, you did it. It's working, and it looks unbelievable. So, P, uh, Joe, y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Hey. Don't Who's sleep. Fans here? Don't sleep on just on Samaj P. Ryan. Right. When, it, when, it, when this guy was in college at Oklahoma, I watched him have a game where he rushed for over four. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hundred yards. Yeah. You heard me. Mm-hmm. Four hundred yards in a single game when he was in college. This guy is not some fly-by-night dude. He's the real dude. We got two really good running backs. Two really good ones. He's a quiet dude. He lays low. You know, he's willing to do whatever the team asks him. If they ask him to pick up the blitzing linebacker, he does that. If they ask him to catch the ball out of the backfield, he could do that. Oh, by the way, did you see that catch that Joe Mixon had over the middle of the field yesterday from the slot? Oh, coming on the crossing route? Ooh. Dude! He looked like a wide receiver. He looked like a wide receiver. He looked like a wide, he looked like a wide receiver. So, yeah, you can't be... 
any more happy with what we what we're getting from our running backs right now at a time when Jamar Chase steps down, everyone else steps up. In fact, we're going to talk about that when we come back, talk about some of the contributions that we saw that we thought were very special. Adam, I got to tell you, man, Joe Burrow had those two interceptions. He had four touchdown passes in this game, over 350 yeah. yards passing. But the two interceptions were spectacular plays by the defense. The ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage. And then one DB intercepted. And then the other, T.J. Watt was like a freak of nature or something. I don't How many people can do that? <laughs> right? So, look, I, I got to let him go. I can't blame Joe Burrow for these two interceptions. It ain't like he made a bad decision or was throwing or had a bad read on the on the defense. Dude, these were just – this is the NFL. They're grown yeah. men over there. They get paid, yeah, they too. They get paid, too. So I want to get your thoughts on how you think we were able to overcome that and what kind of quarterback does that – what does that tell you about Joe Burrow as a quarterback? Well, we know. We know what Joe is as a quarterback. Let's go back to week one. Think about this. We had seven damn turnovers, I think, three picks or whatever it was. I forget the numbers. But we know we had more more than four turnovers. The kid just dialing. He never remembers the last play. I said this before. Tom Brady said he throw iPads. This kid here don't nah, throw iPads. Nah, he swipe through iPads. You know what I mean? He that calm, cool, and collect. Oh, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Let me figure out a way. I don't know if this kid have a, a, a magic stick in his pocket or a Houdini. He's not normal, Solly. Solly, he's not normal <laughs> football-wise, and he's definitely not normal mentally. Um, and when I say he's not normal mentally, because he got that it factor, and, like, you just have to – you just got to be in the room with him. If you ain't in the room with him, I don't think you understand it. I had a chance to be in the room with him, and yeah. I've been around a lot of people that just got that – and you so, feel it. So let me tell you, this is what I got. This is called research, right? Research. <laughs> This is uh, according to his former AAU basketball coach, who's currently a sociology professor at the University of Ohio in Athens, where Joe Burrow grew up. And he tells the story about Joe Burrow when he played on the travel AAU basketball team when he was nine years old during one state tournament in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Burrow's team was trailing by eight points with 30 seconds to go. He said, we kind of thought it was over. Dr. Tom Vanderven said, who was the coach at the time for Joe Burrow's AAU team. He said, but when Joe Burrow took over, scoring nine consecutive points, including seven straight foul shots to lead the team to an improbable come-from-behind win, the other team just kept fouling him, and he just kept making the shots. He said, I've never seen anything like it. It was like uh, he was somebody different. And I knew at that time he was different from all other kids. He said, I couldn't believe the poise he showed under pressure. The competitive drive demonstrated by a nine-year-old. The pressure yes. didn't seem to register with him. He just kept making one foul shot after another. Vanderven, who I said is a sociology professor, then went over to Joe Barrow's parents. And he told them, he gave them an unsolicited diagnosis of their son. He said, because I'm a sociologist that studies crime, 
<laughs> he said, after the game, I told his parents that Joe has the qualities that you find in cops or first responders, okay? These are the kind of qualities that they have, whereas Pulse never changes when under pressure. He said, you find these qualities in people who are first responders, firefighters, okay, or policemen, or he said, or serial offenders. <laughs> he said, but this is the kind of guy where his post never changes no matter what. When you said he's different, you saw it after the two interceptions. It didn't matter. I, and then here you have a, a guy who's a professional saying, that Joe Burrow is a unique individual that I think we should all be consider ourselves lucky to have him as our quarterback. Only thing he missed out of there is, is, is a football player, which I'm quite sure he, he knew that. But to do all of those things that you just said, it's the same thing that a football or a quarterback has to do every day. But that's crazy. Like way back then, you already Wait, nine years old. You already nine. scout that out. Like Jesus Christ. Hey man, Damn. I laughed when he said serial offenders. In other words, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> use he's gonna use his powers for good or for evil. Either yeah. way, he he's got some superpowers, right? He got he's as long as he got the powers. <laughs> you know what I mean? He using them on the right side, right? Yes, now. right. There is no doubt about it. Um, another guy who's got some superpowers. What can we say about T. Higgins? Nine catches, 148 yards. He was a man amongst boys. The Pittsburgh Steelers secondary couldn't do anything with him. And, he owned them. And he making it look easy. Oh, oh, oh my, my God. God. Like, I called him last night. I'm like, yo, bro, you all right? He's like, yeah, why you say that? <laughs> I'm like, bro, this shit is not fair the way you do it. <laughs> it ain't fair. Like, you beating the one-on-ones with no problem. Then they go over, try to put somebody over you. Then then you beat that. Like, bro, and I told him, I said, man, sky's the limit for you. I just hope yeah, that we have man. a chance to keep you here in Cincinnati. Oh, no, nah, we – dude, if I got to go down there and drop a couple of bags off, here you go, he, here, man, <laughs> don't go. Yeah. Right, we go, hey – we're, hey, we'll do a GoFundMe. We're doing yeah. something. It ain't He ain't getting out of here. I can he tell you stay. right now. He got to stay. If the Bills Mafia can raise a whole bunch of money for Andy Dalton, <laughs> then I know here in Cincinnati, we, we don't do what we got to do. We can raise a bunch of money to keep T. Higgins right here in town. He ain't yeah. going nowhere. <laughs> That's all I'm telling you. That dude's we, too good. He's too good. He ain't going nowhere. You know how it go, man. Business is business, Ali. Oh, no, man. We got, we can do this. We can do this. Trust me. I, Dude, trust I got the problem. numbers. This, about, this, I got the numbers. This, this league is making so much money. Come on, man. What you say? We, we got we, no choice, Ali. We got the, yeah, man. We got the money. Come on now. We're going to get that done. All right. We got to take a break. We coming back. We're going to tell you about the six and four Cincinnati Bengals. While we're in the right place at the right time. Don't worry about what the record is. Hold, this hold on, Solid. what you say? Can you say that one more time for the listeners? Don't worry about it, because this is exactly where we want to be. It was this time last year. Ten games in, we were six and four. We're right back there again. Ten games in with seven more to go. I think we go four and three down the stretch. We got ten wins. 
We can go ahead and go five and two down the stretch and get 11 wins. But we got to win at the minimum four of the next seven games. Here's our schedule. Last 17. At Tennessee. Win. Home against Kansas City. Maybe. Home, home against Cleveland. Win. On, on the road at Tampa. Win. On the road at New England Patriots. Win. Home against Buffalo. That's a throw up. Home against the Ravens. Win. Listen, I'm going to tell you right Ravens now. ain't beating us twice. I, I'd rather be home against Buffalo than down there. You saw what that looked like this weekend in Buffalo. Who want to go to that? Well, nobody want to go to that. But look, man, this is a great schedule. People look at it and they all get all nervous and scared and intimidated. Like, man, that's what you want. It's a grown man's league. It's yeah. the NFL. You ain't going to get there, try to go play the little Pop Warner team around the corner. This is the schedule that we want. This is the, this is the road that we're going to take to go back into the playoffs for another year. Because Joe Burrow told us we're going to be doing this every year from here on out. Isn't that what he told us? And I agree. Y'all, right. Everybody's talking about the end of the schedule. We played totally trash at the beginning of the schedule. And the beginning of the schedule was easy as hell. Now that we're getting in our group, now that we're running the ball, now that the linemen are feeling each other, you know what I mean? They know what it means when I tap you on your ass. That means, hey, look, come on, let's go. Uh, if I hit you on your knee, that means, oh, it's time. It's time to, you know what I mean, shift the line to the left side. So all the other little things that it take five to six weeks for an offensive line to get together to jail, it's here right now. It's here. All of the little things as far as the 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 the, the uh, morality of the team not playing with certain players to make sure that we can win without our without our main superstar has came and we have overcome everything as a team. We was fucking we. I mean, excuse me. We was one and three. Huh? Yeah. One and three. Yeah, we were one and three. And we don't overcame all this. And now we sitting back in the driver's seat, like Sally said. Mm -hmm. Six and four. You know what I mean? And trying to figure out any mini miny mo. So I'm so excited for what we have right now going on. And bro, if you're a bingo fan, bro, you need to go back in your closet, shake that jersey off, put it back on, and say, hey, look, we're going back to where we at least went last year. Get your, go ahead and order your Super Bowl tickets because mm -hmm. on this side right here, we run this side. Not Kansas City, not Buffalo, Cincinnati Bengals. Run this side. Get your popcorn ready. Joe Barr is ready. And, and just so that they know, we did start off two and two. We lost our first two games. Then we won the next two after we beat, um, you know, the Dolphins. Remember, we were two and two at that point. But look, this is where we were one year ago after 10 games. We were six and four uh this time last year after 10. We're six and four again uh this year after the first 10 games. Here is the area where I am concerned. And you can help me out with this because you played in the secondary. We had some pass interference calls. I thought they should not have went that way. I thought, I thought our guys, I thought Mike Hilton was in good coverage. I thought Trey Flowers. Keep doing your thing, man. You know we got you back. And we got something for Travis Kelsey. His name is Trey Flowers. We got something. But here's the deal, man. We gave up easy plays. We just left George Pickens wide open. They didn't hit him for the touchdown. But, man, we don't do that in the secondary. How do we leave guys running wide open 
How come a rookie is making big-time plays? We had a rookie quarterback and a rookie receiver making big-time plays against our secondary, and I'm not accustomed to seeing that, and I'm certainly not accustomed to not being able to leverage the ball and to have contain on a run play, particularly read option, man. We didn't know if we had the quarterback or not. Help me out, Adam. I'm concerned about our secondary because we need to get lined up. We can't leave guys wide open. We can't have pass interference calls on third down. And we got to be able to contain the ball on a run play, particularly knowing who got the quarterback on read option. Um, the read option thing, I'm, I'm just going to throw that one out the window because, you know, some weeks you're not prepared for certain shit. That's the first week they fucking did this re option thing. So that's that's cool, Solid. I, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna bash them too much on that one. I know you're oh, in the box man. guy, so you're like, hey yo, stay on your keys. On, you got man. the quarterback, you oh. got the running back. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have that part. I'll oh. let you explain that. But as far as the, the secondary wise, um we do got a lot of guys filling in, but we have to pay attention to the little details. And I think it's just me. And I got to put it on my boy because he is, he's the quarterback of the defense. So big 30, you got to make sure Jesse, I, sh I shouldn't be calling by his number. Jesse Bates, you got to. No, he, yeah. Yeah. Jesse Bates, you know what's going on. Man, you just had this talk last week. I know you can't save everybody. You gotta you gotta put him in 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 the better position. Like there's no reason why this guy should be running wide open down the field. That doesn't happen in the NFL unless it's a blown coverage. It's a blown cover. It's a blown assignment. Yeah. Adam Jones, it's been a, a stone cold blast, my man. Love hanging out sure. with you. Um, this has been another one. We will be back later in the week to preview the upcoming game against the Tennessee Titans. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics right here on Valley Sports Ohio. See you next time, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.